0: Greetings in the name of our wonderful Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. This devotional is titled Observable Signs versus No Observable Signs. A key marker in properly understanding Matthew 24 is found in the transition of verse 36. Matthew 24:36 reads, "But of, that's the Greek periday translated but of but of that day and hour no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. Well, here we have a most important transitional phrase as found in the Greek phrase peri Translated, but of. Note that Paul used this exact transitional phrase in 1 Thessalonians 5.1 in transitioning from the rapture in 1 Thessalonians 4 to dealing with the day of the Lord in 1 Thessalonians 5. Note the flow there. In 1 Thessalonians 4, 13-18, the subject is the rapture. Then we have the transition in 1 Thessalonians 5, 1. Transition, peri de, Translated, but concerning. Followed by the subject in 1 Thessalonians 5, 2-4, the subject of the day of the Lord judgment. So rapture, transition, change of subject to the day of the Lord. Consistently, when this phrase Perry day is used, it denotes a transition from one subject to another, albeit often a related subject. This point cannot be overlooked. Perry day typically communicates a change in subject matter. Paul constantly used it this way throughout 1 Corinthians. This is a quote from Robert Thomas. Quote, parridae is a frequent device for introducing a change from one subject to another phase of the same subject or from one subject to another. Another. End quote. Thus, this phrase, day is a major transitional marker which signals that the coming mentioned in Matthew 24:37 is a different phase of Christ's coming, that is, the pre-tribulation rapture, than that which is referenced earlier in Matthew 24, 27-31, that is, the post-tribulation second coming. The special term for Christ's coming is the Greek word parousia. It simply means presence. It is found four times in Matthew 24 in verses 3, 27, 37, and 39. It is used twice in reference to Christ's post-tribulation coming, as seen in verses 3 and 27, and twice in reference to his pre-tribulation coming, as seen in verses 37 and 39. However, note the distinctive transition peri de as found in verse 36. The New uh, King James and the New American Standard both translate Perry day as but of. And the Holman Christian Study Bible translates it as now concerning. So here's the outline. Matthew 24, 29-35, the subject is Christ's post-tribulation coming. And then we have the transition in verse 36, Perry day followed by the subject of Christ's pre-tribulation coming, in Matthew 24, 37-44. John F. Hart says, When Perry Day stands at the very beginning of a sentence, as it does here, it marks a new section of thought that reaches back to the previous material, often to resume an unanswered or unspoken question. Although Perry Day introduces a slightly new subject at 1 Thessalonians 5.1, it carries on the discussion of future things brought out in 4.13-18. This idea, Identical perspective is true with the perry day of Matthew 24, 36. In Matthew 24, Jesus transitions from what the disciples can know, 24, 4-35, to what they cannot know, 24, 36-44, about the day of the Lord, pre-tribulation, rapture. End quote. John F. Hart. Matthew 24, 4-35, deals with the day of the Lord events that climax in the second coming. These events relate to the fulfillment of the 70th week of Daniel as seen in the fact that Jesus connects them with Daniel's prophecy in Matthew 24, 15. Israel is the central player in this context. The entire section of Matthew 24, 4-35 through 35, deals with observable signs related to Israel and by them how one will be able to know the nearness of Christ's second coming. Note that whole section is related to observable signs. Verse 15, when you see The abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel. Verse 21 Then there will be great tribulation, such as not been. Verse 32 But puts forth leaves, you know summer is near. Verse 33 When you see all these things, know that it is near at the doors. Within the context of the day of the Lord, also known as the 70th week of Daniel, there will be all kinds of signs indicating the nearness of the Lord's return it will not be hidden. These clear signs will make the second coming very predictable. However, the time leading up to the day of the Lord, that's where we live in the church age, has no definitive signs. This period prior to the day of the Lord will culminate in the aspect of Christ's coming called the rapture which comes as a thief in the night. This back this aspect of Christ's coming has no forewarning or signs. It takes the world by total surprise. So note that section. No observable signs. Verse 36. But of, Perry day, that day and hour no one knows. Verse 39. And did not know un- until. So also will the coming of the Son of Man be. Verse 42. Watch therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. Verse 43, if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come. Verse 44, be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Thus it is clear that Perry Day makes a clear line of demarcation between that aspect of Christ's second coming that has observable signs and that aspect of his second coming that that does not have observable signs. Hence, Jesus here introduces the reality of two phases or two distinct parts to his second coming. One happens without warning, and one comes with signs that will be totally obvious. So in summary, Matthew 24, 4-35 deals with sign events related to the tribulation period climaxing in the second coming. Matthew 24, 36, transitional marker, Periday followed by Matthew 24, 36-51, which deals with the life-as-normal period, leading up to the surprise coming of the rapture that ushers in the day of the Lord. The world doesn't get it. They mockingly say, where is the promise of His coming? All things continue as they were. Second Peter 3, 4. They don't understand that no other overt, observable signs is because we are living in the age of grace, where God in patience is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance, 2 Peter 3.9. God is waiting for more people to come to repentance, but no one should presume on the grace of God. Read the next line, but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. 2 Peter 3.10 The reason the day of the Lord judgment overtakes the world as a thief in the night is because there are no obvious signs. This is where we live. The world in the age of grace is on a collision course with worldwide judgment and they are clueless. Maranatha, our Lord comes but of that day and hour no one knows. Live ready, perhaps today. Lord, indeed, may we all be found uh, watching and ready if you should come today. We've been clearly told and taught that, uh, Lord, you are going to come as a thief in the night uh, when the world is not expecting it at all. That's the first phase of your your second coming, the rapture. And uh, that's where we are following that there will be worldwide judgment all kinds of major signs that will climax in the second your second coming to the earth but there's a distinction here between those two so lord help us to realize where we're at we are to be we have been warned uh, you are going to come as a thief and uh, we're to be watching we're to be ready so lord we thank you that uh, the lord jesus died for our sins rose again so that so that we can be ready Uh, through faith in him. Uh, We know you. And then, Lord, as your people, help us to live ready, uh, be watching and waiting as you would have us to be doing. I pray in Christ's name. Amen.